What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. It's going to be another version of what's happening in Agland, where we kind of go over just the, the various news around CSU athletics. Going to talk a little bit of CSU women's basketball. Obviously going to talk about the big schedule change and, and everything that went into it what it means for CSU men's basketball, uh, David Roddy getting some national recognition, and Becky Hammond finally going to talk about Becky Hammond getting the head coaching position of the Las Vegas Aces. Big time stuff happening, a lot of exciting stuff for CSU fans. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house can be, especially in Colorado. I mean, the housing market out here, it is different. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off of your plate. They actually have a fun perk for DNVR members. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, not only are you going to be eligible for a free DNVR shirt or hat, You're also going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or just go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Truly cannot say enough good things about Chevalier Mortgage and and everything that you'll do. Make it nice and relatable. You know, they're easy to work with. They're good people. DNVR members, CSU alum, all things that we love here in the DNVR Rams community. And uh, like I said, we are going to be going over everything that is happening in Agland. Um, Today, Colorado State junior forward David Roddy was named to the John R. Wooden Award watch list. This was announced by the Los Angeles Athletic Club. It's a poll of national college basketball experts, and they vote on it. And it's, you know, the the award goes to the the best player in college basketball. Roddy is clearly in that conversation. I mean, he was a preseason All-Mountain West pick. He's currently second in the Mountain West and 25th nationally at 19.7 points per game, 72nd in the country at 8.1 rebounds per game. He has hit 57.9% of his field goal attempts, which is 35th in Division I, and he is in the top 20 in the Mountain West in free throw percentage, block shots, as well as defensive rebounds. So he's just a really complete basketball player. He's helping do a little bit of everything for this CSU Rams team. They're a top 20 squad. You know, they deserve the national recognition that they're getting, and I'm, I'm just really glad that the voters did right by David Roddy because... You know, people can can look at it and say, oh, it's in the Mountain West. It's clear that David Roddy could score anywhere in the country. The dude dropped 36 on Creighton. That Paradise Jam run was as absurd as anything I've ever seen. He obviously ended up earning MVP honors. Over those three games, averaged 31 points, 6.7 rebounds, 1.7 assists. He shot 70% from the floor, 53% from threes, 87% from the charity stripe. I mean, he surpassed his previous career high in all three games, and then he caps it out. He has 36 points, you know, against Creighton in the semis. He was also the Naismith Hall of Fame classic player of the game, and he went over Mississippi State, where he had 19 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and five blocks. Five blocks, excuse me. 
that's against an SEC team. So, you know, again, there, there's not a conference in America that David Roddy would not be able to get buckets in. He was the 31st player in CSU men's basketball history to reach the 1,000-point milestone in his career. He is currently uh, 28th all-time with 1,028 points. He's tied for 9th with 18 career double-doubles and ranks in the top 20 in career scoring average, rebound average, and block shots. We are going to have David on the Rams pod tomorrow. Have a lot of questions for him about that Air Force matchup, what it was like you know, playing against a feisty squad. After 24 days off, we're going to get into you know, the schedule change and, and how difficult it is to shift focus. I mean, you're preparing for Boise State and then you go to San Diego State. It's nice that you at least have you know, about half a week to get ready for this game. And obviously, there's some familiarity given that it's San Diego State, you know, a conference opponent. But we will dive into all of it. Really looking forward to having him on our weekly appearance. Really, really fortunate here at DNVR. I mean, Team DNVR, the first time we've ever had it. <laughs> and we got Nate Landman, Trey McBride, and David Roddy, all really talented. I mean, Trey McBride, the Mackey Award winner, David Roddy in the conversation for the best college basketball player in the country. It's a, it's a pretty strong performing NIL duo. And I'm very, very thankful that I get the opportunity to to work with both those guys because not only are they talented, they're humble, you know, they're gracious for the praise that they receive, and they're just great teammates, which, you know, ultimately that's what sports is all about, you know, the team. And I just love those dudes and, and, and what they've done for CSU. So looking forward to having Roddy on again. I know you guys are going to enjoy that interview as well because he's always great. I mean, he's just, he's always super into the interview, brings energy, something I really appreciate. Anyways, let's let's just go ahead and transition right into that. It feels pretty natural. Uh, CSU was originally slated to play Boise State on Friday night in Boise. That was going to be an 8.30 p.m. game. That can't happen because Boise State's on COVID pause, their third consecutive postponement. And now San Diego State and Nevada is off as well. This is actually the second pause that Nevada has had, so that's discouraging. Um We'll kind of have to see how that plays out. I think one of the common sentiments amongst most, you know, most coaches across the country is that they they want the players on their team to be healthy first and foremost. I think they assume that there's probably going to be an outbreak at some point, and if it is going to happen, I think a lot of them would prefer that you know it happens now rather than in March. You know, maybe that's a little bit of a I don't know. I don't want to say selfish. Maybe that's just the state of the game. I mean, I know people aren't going to like how that sounds. I guess that's what I'm saying, but. You know, I mean, it's it's just the reality. We'll kind of have to see what happens. You know, CSU, about half the team got the COVID. Got the COVID. About half the team got COVID. Um, a lot of the staff as well. Hopefully they're able to kind of manage things going forward. It's a pretty impossible task at this point, but you, you do what you can. That's, that's really all you can do. Anyways, um, because San Diego State and Nevada are not playing, CSU and San Diego State are now going to be playing on Saturday afternoon. 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain Time. That will be on CBS. So a primetime game for the Rams. Great time slot. Great opportunity to pick up some national exposure. That said, you know, CSU and number eight, Arizona, they had a deal in in, in place to play, a verbal agreement. That was going to happen. I mean, they were going to play up until Nevada couldn't go anymore. And at that point, the Mountain West didn't want a healthy San Diego State sitting idle. They definitely didn't want to lose that primetime TV slot on CBS. CBS obviously doesn't want to lose that either. 
So they step in and they dictate that CSU and San Diego State are going to play as well. I think we're going to see more of this moving forward. I just think with the current landscape, you're going to have to get flexible. I mean, if, if you have teams that can play in conference, it makes more sense to have them play and rearrange things than it does to have healthy teams sitting idly, especially because you just never know, you know how long they're going to be healthy. I mean, you could sit, not play games as a team that's healthy, and then get a COVID outbreak the next week. You know, you just, it's, it's a tough situation to be in, but this was a decision that was best for the Mountain West. I think, you know, when you look at what is in the best interest of the conference as a whole, probably this. You don't want San Diego State not playing. You don't want CSU not playing either. It kind of sucks, though, because I think a game at number eight, Arizona, it's more beneficial for CSU. You know, again, I get that this this decision was good for the league, but I don't know if it was necessarily what's best for CSU. It's better than not playing at all. Don't get me wrong. And I'm thankful that they are going to, you know, be able to make it work this weekend. I'm, I'm thankful for basketball in general. But the thing is, is a loss to San Diego State has huge implications in the Mountain West. You know, that really impacts you in terms of contending for a conference title, the, the regular season championship. Again, like I get why this happened, but if you go and play at number eight, Arizona, win or lose, that game pretty much only benefits you. Maybe if you lose by 30 or something, it looks pretty bad. I don't, I just don't think that would have happened. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a quad one game. So it's good for the metrics. It also would have brought you a ton of national exposure. It's, it's a great opportunity to play a team that you don't normally face in an area that CSU likes to recruit in Arizona. And you get an opportunity to, to face a top 10 team. It would have been awesome, especially after losing that game against Alabama. Alas, the, the league stepped in. And I have, a, I have a lot of feelings on it because, I again, you know, I, I do recognize that this was in the best interest of the Mountain West. And ultimately, you know, conference leadership, that's kind of the point of having them. It's, it's making sure that, you know, everybody's looking out after the collective interest and not only looking after you know, what benefits them individually as institutions. I get all of that. I'm, I'm glad to see that the conference does have some backbone, to be honest. But again, it just, it kind of sucks that CSU gets screwed in this deal. You lose an opportunity to play at Arizona. You have to play a game that is going to really impact, you know, your chances of, of contending for a conference championship. And it's, you know, I, I guess it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for basketball, but it just kind of stinks that, you know, what, what's best for the Mountain West, what's best for San Diego State, ended up trumping what's best for CSU, the best team in the conference this year, top 20 team, only team in the rankings, but I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles. The main thing for me, I guess, is I, I just, I don't understand why San Diego State couldn't have also played an open Pac-12 team. There are multiple Pac-12 teams with openings. Why couldn't you also face one? Then you have multiple Mountain West premier Pac-12 games potentially you win both and then the league looks great um maybe san diego state couldn't find somebody to host obviously that plays a big factor as far as tv rights go in the mountain west not wanting to lose that game and all that so i get you know there, there's some complexities there that aren't necessarily obvious but i don't know just would have been fun for for the rams to get that game in tucson i think a lot of ram fans would have been able to make that work san diego I mean, you can get there affordably to an extent, but on on such short notice, it's going to be tough for a lot of people, myself included. Like, I was 
looking forward to hopefully, you know, going to Viejas this season. It was something I talked about with the bosses. Now on this on this short notice, it's just it's not going to work. So um, I'm sure there's other Ram fans that are in the same boat. It's unfortunate for them, but ultimately, I think I just encourage everybody to to keep the mindset that playing basketball is better than not playing basketball. And while this isn't necessarily the best case outcome, it's still a good outcome. You get to play a quality team, a game that if you win is going to earn you a ton of respect nationally. It's going to put you in a great position as you you know move forward in conference play. We don't know if that CSU Boise State game is ultimately going to get rescheduled or not. They're going to try, but there's just there's not a lot of flexibility in the schedule like there was last year. You know that they, they had the extra week. They did the the two game series thing to to kind of limit travel. There was more flexibility for moving games around. So if you don't go to Boise, if, if they can't find a way to reschedule it, it goes down as a no contest. And then if you can also you know beat San Diego State on the road. After that, you know, you still get all of the good teams at home. You have a tough trip to Laramie and a tough trip to Logan, but you're pretty much through, you know, the worst of your road games at that point. I think Nevada is starting to come on and, you know, I, I, I don't want to underestimate anyone. I think UNLV is still going to be a tough place to play because they've got good athletes. I believe in what, in what Kevin Kruger is building there, but I mean, Viejas, that's, you know, the, the toughest place in the conference to go up there. I would say with Laramie, just because the altitude and, and when they have fans, it's intense. Um, Logan is probably in the conversation as well. But point being, if you win this game, you win a tough road game. And, and moving forward, you know, you've got a little bit easier sledding and you've already put yourself in position as the front runner. So this is this is definitely a game that that's going to matter a lot in terms of, you know, who ends up coming out on top in this conference and all that. Um Really, really looking forward to to watching this matchup on Saturday. Just glad that they're playing. You know, ultimately, just glad that they're playing. I'll preview this game in you know more detail, I guess, as we get closer to the matchup. But one of the things that's really stood out about this Aztecs group is they just haven't consistently clicked offensively. I mean, they've only scored seventy plus twice this entire season. When you look at San Diego State's numbers, it, it's kind of absurd. Out of 358 Division I teams, they rank 315th at 64.5 points scored a game. Conversely, they rank 13th in points allowed per game, 58.2. So they still have that strong defensive identity that San Diego State basketball has become synonymous with for the last 15 years. They're not the most potent offensively team. You know, they're, they're not Malachi Flynn out there doing his thing. And it makes sense, you know, losing Matt Mitchell and all these guys that played such significant roles for, for two, three years at a time, that's hard to do. And coming into the season, you know, I that was one of the points I brought up. I was like, while I do believe that the Aztecs are one of the most talented rosters in the conference, I think it's going to take some time for them to, to figure it out continuity-wise. And that's exactly what has happened. San Diego State fans, they got all, you know, offended about it. They were They acted like I was throwing shade or, or something like that. And it just wasn't the case. It was an observation, an honest observation at that. And it, it's played out that way. Do I still think they're going to be one of the top two, three teams in the Mountain West? Absolutely. Do I think they have a strong chance to potentially make the NCAA tournament? Yes. Has it been a wonky start like I expected? Also, yes. I mean, that that's just part of the process. And I don't know. I feel like San Diego State fans getting offended that CSU was the preseason conference favorite was just... It was silly. It, it, it was ignoring the obvious, and that was that it's it's difficult 
to replace that many veterans and that type of production. With the way that they defend, they're, they're always going to be in it. You know, they, they're always going to have a shot. And, and this is going to be a brutally difficult game for CSU. You know, it's going to probably come down to who can limit turnovers, you know, who can hit free throws, who can create some easy opportunities in transition. You know, San Diego State, one of the best half-court defending teams in the country. If you have to play everything out in the half-court where they get to contest everything, you know, that's probably going to be some tough sledding. CSU has the guys that can break it. They obviously have the talent to score, but it's going to be a hard one. You know, who can take advantage of the opportunities when they're there? Can you make some open jump shots? Because there's probably not going to be a ton of them. So when they're there, can you capitalize on those, you know, prime opportunities? This is a big time showdown between Mountain West heavyweights, and it's going to be a lot of fun. CSU can score 75. I think they win. I just, I don't think San Diego State, obviously they could get hot. This could be the game where they figure it out. But based on what we have seen to this point and with the way that CSU plays defense as well, I think if the Rams can throw 75 on the board, they win maybe even 70 to be honest, but 75 to be safe. You can do that. You're probably going to come out victorious. All right. um, We'll talk about this game more in the coming days, but I'm going to move on. I want to talk about Becky Hammond because I'm amped that she finally got a head coaching job. But before we get into that, We've hit the final week of the pro football regular season and college football is heading into the national championship roll tide. DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all fans in on the action for this exciting time on the football calendar. New customers can bet $5 on any football team to win their game. If they do, you are going to win $200 in free bets. Let's wind down the season with a big win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the game with the same game parlay where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. I actually just took a couple hundred bucks out that I won on bowl games the other day. Came in really, really clutch with paying off some of those Christmas presents. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any football team, college or pro. Win 200 in free bets if they're victorious. That promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I don't know about you guys, but I, anytime I can get something delivered to me, that is the option that I'm going for. What's even better is CBD-infused Strava Craft Coffee is the ultimate gift for this time of year. Do you have friends, loved ones, colleagues that suffer from migraines, joint pain? Do they have IBS like our friend Brendan Vogue? You must give them some CBD-infused Strava. It ships straight to their door, and they're going to thank you for it. Strava is now giving to our listeners 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code DNVR25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use the code DNVR25 at checkout, you can also subscribe. Subscribing to Strava means you never have to buy coffee in the store again. It'll land on your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you prefer. And you'll receive 20% off your CBD-infused coffee every single time. Strava also offers CBD-infused decaf coffee. So if that's more down your alley, take advantage. I get it. You know, some people get kind of jittery from from caffeine in general. The great thing is because of the CBD, that, that kind of helps offset it. They give the they give the decaf option either way, though. You know, some people, they just want it. Head to StravaCraftCoffee.com. Make sure you use the code DNVR25 and save 25% on your entire order. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about Becky 
Hannon, who was recently hired with a historic deal to take over as the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces, one of the premier teams in the WNBA. There were a lot of reactions to this news. I saw some people disappointed that it's the WNBA and not the NBA. You know, a lot of people wanted Becky to be the first female head coach in the NBA. I still would love to see her get that opportunity as well. I still hope she does coach in the NBA someday down the line just to to kind of prove that she would be good at it. I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind that she would be a successful NBA coach when you when you look at the way that that people that truly know basketball commend her and and they talk about just her insight, her knowledge and the way that she works with players. I I just I don't see how she couldn't be successful. I mean, she was obviously an, an incredible player during her career, one of the best ever do it at the collegiate level, the best CSU women's player of all time, one of the best WNBA players of all time. Um, I, I also have you know no doubts that she's going to succeed in the WNBA, and, and, I'm, and I'm really excited for her. This is a league on the rise, and it, it's really good for the WNBA. You know, you get one of the league's most storied players coming back. I mean, th- there's going to be a lot of interest in this team. There already was in general because when you look at the roster, having you know Liz Cambridge, Kelsey Plum, Aja Wilson all on the team, you know that's that's a pretty great position to be in. Especially when you factor in the you know you're playing in Las Vegas, you're in one of the entertainment capitals of the world, Party City, USA. You know, up along with with New Orleans, it's just a really cool really cool opportunity. It's a chance where you can have people come from from outside to watch the game. You know, I. I would love to go to an Aces game now that Becky Hammond is the head coach. I would have loved to have gone one, gone to one in the first place. But now that Becky's there, I'm definitely going to try and hit one up the next time I'm out in Vegas and the schedule works out. <laughs> it, it doesn't always work out because a lot of the times when I'm there for the Mountain West, the pro teams are elsewhere because the arenas are, are all booked up. That's always been the case with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I always tell myself, oh, you know, you should go see them. When you're out there for the Mountain West Tournament, and then they never play a home game when I'm out there for the Mountain West Tournament. I, I'm not going to like dwell on and on about this. I will say this. I obviously wanted Becky Hammond to coach in the NBA. I still want her to coach in the NBA someday, but I want her to do what she wants to do more than anything. And if, if this is an opportunity that, that means a lot to her, if it's a place where she can be successful, hell yeah, you know, it's going to be great. And I don't think it hurts her chances of coaching in the NBA down the line. You already have all of these recommendations, you know, from great people. Now, you you know, you have an opportunity to go out and prove yourself as a head coach, you know, not just the assistant coach. You know, I I don't understand why an NBA team, if, you know, like, let's say Becky Hammond goes and, you know, rattles off a couple of championships over these next couple of years. Does that not translate? Is she not a, a successful head coach? I mean, how would that be any different than, you know, pulling somebody from the college ranks or, you know, any different league, FIBA, you know, you know what, it's it's professional basketball. So I think this is a great opportunity for her. I, I have no doubts that she's going to make Ram Nation proud. Just really cool to see her get that opportunity to be the head coach. I always kind of thought that she would take over for, for Greg Popovich in San Antonio. And, and now with my conspiracy hat on, obviously no inside info here. I wonder if Popovich you know, kind of had talked about the situation with ownership and and didn't feel like they were going to do right by Becky. And, and he told her, you know, go get yours. I also wonder if Popovich told Becky, you know, that he is going to coach longer than originally anticipated. I think most people kind of assumed post-Tim Duncan, his career would be basically done. 
he kind of seems rejuvenated with this younger Spurs roster again, though. So I think he's kind of refound the love of the game. Or, you know, maybe Becky just didn't care and said, you know, this is a great opportunity. I'm tired of waiting around. I'm going to go, you know, prove myself as a head coach. There's there's a lot of different ways that, that this could have worked out. Um, but but either way, it's a really cool opportunity. I am now a Las Vegas Aces fan. Uh, going to have to get a jersey. Somebody send me a link. Cool, cool, cool. Um, good luck to CSU women's basketball. They will look to get back to their winning ways at Fresno State Thursday afternoon. Actually, a noon game, so a nooner. Um, most people probably won't have an opportunity to watch that due to work. That's a little bit unfortunate, but a great opportunity for the Rams to pick up a, a big conference win. They dropped a tough one at San Diego State where you know the, the second quarter just killed CSU. They, they only scored nine points. In that second quarter, went 20% from the floor, Daria 15, Oa 5 from 3. That's the thing about this Rams team. They they have a lot of offensive talent. The, the firepower is there, but they go on these streaks where they just they can't buy a bucket to save their lives, and, and that's kind of what happened in this one. I mean, you got Petra Farkas going 2-9. Kendall Kinzer going 3-9 from 3-point. It's tough to win that way. McKenna Hofschild was one of six from three. She was 10 of 15 from the floor, but one of six from from three. And they just they couldn't really keep up with San Diego State, who's a really good team. Uh, McKenna led the team with 22 points in that one. She also had eight assists, five rebounds. She's just so good. It's, it's absurd. Uh, Carly Murphy had 17 points and 11 rebounds as well. Nice double-double double, nice double effort. And Kenzel Kinzer had 13 points and eight boards too. So those three kind of really carried CSU. You need more production from Prim and Farkas and, and Gomez and you know everyone else on the floor. Here is a great opportunity for the Rams against the Cavender sisters in Fresno State, one of the better teams in the league. We shall see what they can do, but uh, I got faith in Ryan Williams' group to turn things around. Looking forward to that one. Like I said, uh, we will have David Roddy on the Rams pod tomorrow. Take a look for that one. Probably sometime around Thursday afternoon should be in your feed. Uh, we got a workaround practice schedule for him. And then we will uh, get it up as soon as we can. Much love to all of you. Hope 2022 is treating you guys right. Uh, peace. Much love. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.